You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. And we are live. What's goody, people? This is another edition or iteration or segment or episode of the Who's Man's series we got going on for the Not Your Man's podcast. Shout out to everybody that checks in on these. This is a dope showcase to just hear a good side from artists that, you know, got some names, some no names, some underground, some midground, wherever the fuck you want to call it. here. Yeah, it's good to hear what artists have to say. It's good to see where their head's at. It's good to see their message. And honestly, it's good to just get that bit of them that you're not necessarily going to get from that homie. He's like, yo, listen to my friend, you know, all that extra shit. So, you know, it's me, John D. Contradiction. I'm here with Reckless as always. And today we have one of Reckless's peoples from Reckless's side of the world. Yeah. Going back to the West Coast for y'all, New York peeps. And artists, introduce yourself, man. Facts. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, everybody. My name is Amplified. Amp for short, of course. And uh, yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. And thanks for having me. And thanks for putting on for our hometown, Santa Cruz, California. And it's a pleasure. Yes, <laughs> Reckless deserves a statue for how much he shows love. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. He needs a mural. Like he needs something put up somewhere, bro. Like an Easter egg in a California video game, something. Yeah. Throw me a bone. Because <laughs> <laughs> he shows mad love, bro. It's it's just crazy, bro. Like, his energy is mad fucking... You, you just can't help but get wrapped up in it. And it's dope to see somebody support. Like, I tell you fucking straight up, like, I wish Long Island was like that. I tried to be that for where I'm where I'm at in Long Island. But people are, you know, egos, big heads, and all sure. that bullshit. Yeah. So, it is what it is. But, um, so, we got some questions for you and all that. But, um... First and foremost, let people know what you do as far as music. Let them know what's your what's your thing. If you do it all, if you do a little this, little that, you know, let us know what you do in this music shit. Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, I think like down down to it, I'm, I definitely rap. You know, that's like that's like the main thing that I grew up on, and that I started is just being a rapper, and then the singing came along. And now I've kind of like put it all together. And now that's like a part of who I am as an artist. It's a, uh, you know, okay. it's definitely, it's definitely more well-rounded now. And I also do produce, I do engineer a lot of the stuff that I make and I help produce other people. You know, it might not be like the full production of like a beat, but if it's like a vocal arrangement or yeah. if it's writing out harmonies or if it's uh, creating a bridge for somebody else, even if I'm not on it or credited, uh, just like all around in music for sure. But uh, as me, as Amplified, uh, definitely like this weird hybrid crossing genre, like rapper, singer guy, like a lot of people are nowadays. I feel like there's a lot of people who are hybrids now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so much music and uh, we're, we're in a world where pop is the, the influence of pop is in everything now. You know, people yeah. have figured out what made pop so popular, what makes pop catch to you. So it's kind of added, like that whole format is added into everything now. That's why hip hop is even, it's tough. Like as me being right. somewhat of an old head, I can't even say that I'm fully on board with the old fashioned way of like, Eight bar loops, yeah. verse, hook, verse. You know what I'm saying? I'm even like, I mix it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because of that pop and yeah, and and the access too, the access to be able yeah. to make music from your home has like much has different made way. and created that wave of pop um, even more so than it was already 
um, before when it was like first commercialized going from yeah. in going from the nineties into the two thousands, you know, now everybody has the access to, uh, to rap and to sing, even if you're not good. So yeah, yeah. unfortunately, and you can, you can create, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of everything now. Like you can literally build yourself up from nothing as an artist. Like, Oh, I want to learn how to rap. You can look up how to rap. You got, you know, you can look up and then it's like, Oh, I want to learn how to sing. I want to learn how to harmonize. I want to learn, you know, some notes, maybe a little mixing. We have that shit is at our fingertips. Like it's not just the engineers and the school kids anymore. It's the person who has that extra hour a day in their basement. You know what I'm saying? To look up these things. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, as far as just the evolution of where it's at. Absolutely, man. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's been insane evolving. Cause I, I started my career and I started like writing and making music, like right as the iPhone came out, you know, <laughs> so it's like, I've, my career has like, anytime I thought that I had a niche in something, Oh, it's different now. It's changed. Right. Yeah. I graduated high school in 2012 and just 2012, 2022, 10 years ago now mm. is just, it's a whole different world and how, yeah. you know, I used to have an, I had an iPod in 2012. Now it's like, you know, Spotify, Apple music, title, whatever you yeah. listen to. On. So it's just oh, yeah. a different. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. Like, but that's, I mean, that's a good thing too. Like just being a part of that kind of that growth and that change in the music world, it kind of gives you, you hit a point where that hunger has no choice than to turn into love. Like Absolutely. you love the music. That's why you can do the little bits and the small things and the different things, because it's not just like, I want to make music. I want to be this. I want to outwrap this. Now it's like, yo, I want my music to pop. I want to make that shit beautiful. I want to make it, you know, if I want it to bang, I want it to bang. And you kind of develop this like, obsession but like this love you know what i'm saying you just yeah. always want more like oh i want to make this better how do i make this better and i mean that's i mean that comes with that kind of growth if you're one of the kids that were just born into the this free access world some of them get a little lazy <laughs> they just have it there and they're like fuck it you know yeah. but you know it is what it is but that's my question let reckless dive into i know he got his list yes sir all right so you are from Santa Cruz, California. I know you come back and forth from San Jose and back, but like you're predominantly mostly known for being from Santa Cruz. Am I right? Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, so, uh, so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I just wanted to let you know. I want people let people know, like, how's the Santa Cruz like music scene? Like, tell us a little bit about it. Because it's mostly forgotten, right? Even the Bay Area. We talk about the Bay, SAC, you know, all that, LA, but Santa Cruz don't really have its any real shine. You know, talk about talk to us about it. Yeah, man. I think uh you know, I guess like providing some context and where I fit in the Santa Cruz scene, uh, you know, before we go straight into that answer is uh, I'm definitely like a tale of two cities. Like I grew up, it was born in Santa Cruz. I, my whole family immigrated there from Portugal, immigrated to Santa Cruz from Portugal. And then, uh, uh, you know, right around when I was in like middle school, I lived in San Jose. My mother remarried. And I was going back and forth. And so I was able to kind of analyze like the San Jose music scene and the Santa Cruz scene. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think the thing that has separated the Bay Area and from Santa Cruz is, you know, Santa Cruz just isn't is it's just a really white place. You know, it has yeah. a lot of white. people, And so it's not a native white thing. And so uh, 
it's just, it's interesting and in, and in how it's developed and like what the primary genre has been and what the primary music scene in Santa Cruz has been is um, more folk music. A lot of like songwriters find themselves in Santa Cruz and, you know, there's like the UCSC has like bred, UCSC has the bred diversity. If you don't know UCSC, it's like the big college in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, that's like been sort of a gateway to bring more diversity and, um, you know, over time, pe- more people of different ethnic backgrounds have moved and to Santa Cruz. And so uh, you're starting to see more hip hop now too. Cause I remember growing up, like I was one of the only rappers out there with like a lot of the older heads who, you know, there was maybe like a, a scene in hip hop out there that was maybe like 10 to 15 people that I knew of. But then when I went to San Jose, I was just in diversity and oh, yeah. all races, backgrounds, ethnicities, people rapping and speaking and creating music in other languages. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that wasn't in Santa Cruz, just not at that level because San Jose is like one of the largest oh, yeah. cities in the country, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, my bad. Go back. To, what was the question again? It's <laughs> like, just like how the, the scene is nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Some people don't really yeah, know, about yeah. people, you know how it is. And so right now is a really cool time, I feel like. Uh, The Santa Cruz music scene is extremely diverse. Not only is it uh, not only is there hip hop now, but there still is those same groups of songwriters. But there's like EDM DJs, you know, Oliver Tree is from Santa Cruz. Like you still got the Expendables, who is like one of the biggest reggae rock bands in the country. And like one of the the pioneers of that small genre that uh, like sublime, you know, really took took to like a, a huge popular level and you know i think uh yeah santa cruz right now is a cool place to start making music and with the internet you know we've been able to see acts like oliver tree again uh like be uh, like one of like the main headlines of uh maybe not the main headline but you know on that list of festivals you know like the top two the tiers of artists like oliver tree is up at outside lands and Lollapalooza. Yeah. And that's so sick. So I think right now the Santa Cruz music scene, it's a cool place because the internet, it's more diverse and it's, uh, I don't know, I just, it's more accepting than it ever was. Yeah, yeah man. I've been there at hell times, you know, for different like events and it's always a welcoming environment, hella chill. You know, everyone's just like the coolest people ever, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they had a lot of cypher sessions. Team Backpack was doing hella things out there and shit, you know, right. it was a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for Mike Mulder for a lot of events out there and, you know, mm-hmm. um, we were able to connect. Uh, they were able to kind of connect with Team Backpack and do do ciphers and uh, you know bring bring some of those acts that were like showcased on Team Backpack, like Jeff Turner, who's mm. a friend of mine. He's he's amazing, and you know he did shows out there. So yeah, man, definitely cool shit. And uh, tell us about your name. How did you come up with the name Amplify for your stage name? You know, I was in high school. It was uh, <laughs> it was, uh, was given to me by by my buddy who at the time uh he goes actually by seraphic g his name is gabe mm-hmm. and uh he he doesn't really rap like anymore like uh, at the the level of like pursuing uh artistry but at the time he was just like man i just feel like your voice is really upfront and it's in people's faces like you're very direct with your with your lyrics and your words and and the way you project on a microphone and so just amplified. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's so like a good MC name. Mm, and like through, through like the style of delivery that I have, I, to me, like I, when I thought of it, I just, it just kind of makes sense. So I just stuck with it. 
And, uh, you know, it was just given to me, you know, I didn't really make it up. So I was just kind of rocked with it. I felt like that was like a cool way to go about it. Although it has been a search engine nightmare because when you oh, search yeah. oh, yeah. the first thing that comes up, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just what it just is what it is in that regard. Yeah. Hey, that's, the goal. <laughs> that's the goal is to, to knock out the top three from the search engines, man. You gotta, hey, I got to get my Google ad game on, bro. <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who are your influences coming up in the game? Man. Um, oh, we about to get used to I used to be into, I am still am, but at a different level, you know, I've just, I'm, the taste has evolved over time, but I say what's ironic is the music I make now sounds nothing like this man. But when I was in eighth grade, a freshman in, in high school, when I started Lil Wayne was Wayne, my favorite right? rapper, dog. He was my <laughs> favorite. And he, he just had the mixtape era that he was on was oh, just this shit. That's just there's so many good tracks. I can't even think about them, but yeah, uh, you know, he, he was, and then I just went into the complete opposite uh, realm. I went into like deep underground hip hop. Cause uh, the way I got into this was, you know, I saw my buddy writing and I was like, what are you doing? And he just, he just started, he was writing raps and he was recording it on his little karaoke machine. So that really inspired me. Cause I had no outlet like that. You know, I was kind of like a, very keep to yourself, like not super social kid. And so that was like a way to inspire that, that really inspired me. And it was, it gave me like a, like a, a sense of, of belonging. And uh, so I started listening to a lot more underground hip hop because I was introduced to that by him. And, and uh, so Immortal Technique, uh, yeah. Below, yeah. Uh, Most Deaf, Quali, Black, you know, Black Star, and really that, that whole, Jedi mind tricks, that whole little realm of like underground hip hop. And, you know, it kind of broadened from there, but I'd definitely say like some of my earliest influences are immortal tech, uh, one below Nas most deaf. And then, it, and then it expanded from there. And then I, I grew away from underground hip hop to, you know, more pop or indie acts. And that's like Spotify and Apple music has like yeah. become accessible. You find out, you Fine. find all everybody you know there's so many new artists out there and i'm always like surprised with what's out there yeah you can go into a rabbit hole like once you find an artist you're like yo i like this sound then you want to find everyone that sounds like it till you yeah. get a perfect sound that like just fits your mood that fits you know what you want to listen to 100 i mean that's the beauty of music now too like that's one of my favorite things like especially with like the page and like the way we do reviews. One of the things like that I've always grown up doing was I was always at FYE. I was always buying CDs and I would just off of, hey, if the cover was cool, yeah. fuck, I'm buying it. I'm going to listen to it. If it's dope, it's dope. If it's not, you know, it's not. And when like iTunes opened up that world, it's just like, yo, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is, I can look for what anything, like I can listen to shit from different countries. And to me, it always, blows my mind when people say like certain genres of music are dead because it's like you're not looking you're like yeah yeah you're not looking it's easier to find than ever yeah no absolutely and especially when people say like oh rap is garbage now i'm like dog you have no idea how many dope artists are out there that you don't know yeah 
That's when you select your, you know, your playlist and your, you know, your Spotify. Like, check out my yeah. say it's dead, check this out. <laughs> Seriously. Like, there's just so much, like, for any type of genre. It's like, yo, if you don't like the shit that's on the radio on the mainstream, that's fine. There's a way bigger world out there than just the shit that they're force feeding you on the radio. Like, there's even, and that to me is a dope thing. For me, it's kind of like a bittersweet thing for uh, as far as producers and production. Like, it kind of, kills off the crate diggers but it's a different realm like they can still find you know what i'm saying like you can go on youtube and just search some wild shit some you know a country or whatever whatever type of music they have and you'll find some crazy shit you know yeah the world is just it's there it's at our fingertips like we could do this from home you know what i'm saying it's easy now it's not as tough as it was back in the day yeah you could even flip on instagram and you see somebody like singing acapella singing like the dopest oh yeah ever heard <laughs> kanye's the master of that he stay grabbing like sound bites off of like shit that go viral and like you know what i'm yeah. saying and just flipping it you know making the sunday service just flip it and it's it's fire i mean it is what it is undeniable like some of the things you hear like these cats on tiktok blowing up I'm like, yo, I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is dope. I would have never knew how dope this person was if it wasn't for this 40 second, you know, 30 second TikTok that just happened. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. I found, actually found a producer. You know, I rap too. I found a producer on TikTok and he was getting like 100 likes, 200 likes. And I'm like, this is a crime. And I, oh, oh, your beats are fire, and we're working on something now. You know, it's it's that's that's a beautiful thing, man. That simple, and it's a good time. And I'm like, yo, this dude's a secret weapon. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's like again, like a testament. Like you have no idea what's out there. Yeah, and and like if you see somebody with low likes or low followers, and they're dope, that's like, oh, I just discovered gold. (laughs) Yeah, almost, you know. Yeah. As they get those dive cards, because they're like, "Oh, I found something. This is mine. I can't." You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how old school A and R's used to do it and shit too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Let's pitch your money to join us. <laughs> so, uh, your last album uh, was called uh, "Not Quite There Yet." It was like put out in like 2019. Like, how was the process of making that one, and why wait so long to put out a new project? You know what, man? Like, I think. I think it's taken me a long time because I had to reevaluate what I was doing this for. And I feel like back then in that time, you know, at 20 in 2018, 2019, I was touring with expendables a lot. And I, and which was amazing, like really, really awesome shows killed it. I made a bunch of fans, but I had a, I didn't have a great understanding of streaming platforms and I was just behind so like that album should have came out or that project should have came out like a year and a half prior. Mm. But I was just, I was too in my ways about like of overthinking how I need to put out music, how it needs to present, how it needs to be presented. And also um, how, and I, and I, and I guess now, you know, the reason why I haven't really dropped another project yet is because I rushed that project so bad and I I rushed like my branding. Like I just didn't have my business together. I was like a functioning performer and I was a, I was a, I was had a good set and everything. And that was really cool, but I didn't have all the other things aligned. Like I I didn't have 
you know, I didn't even have real merch out on tour. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a shame and a slap in the face. A lot of money. Yeah. You miss out on opportunities, money, like yeah. miss out on opportunities, money and the, and you miss, and most importantly, you miss out on the opportunities to like really engage and create a lot of yeah. And, yeah. and something that people can take home. So, um, you know, back then I was also like trying to find my sound a little bit more. Okay. So I was experimenting. Like there's a, uh, you know, there's a whole song in Spanish on there, which I totally feel like isn't far from my brand, you know, and there's just like sounds all over the place, you know? And I feel like I am one of those like hybrid artists who can't find, who can't stick to just one pocket, but I just did not execute the business side well at all. So there's been some distance because I've been getting that together. And um, I'm actually, this might be another question that you might ask. Hopefully I'm not answering it in this bit, but I am doing a project this year. And I actually might drop two. Um, oh, so it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy second half of the year <laughs> for me. It's all good, man. We're looking forward to hearing that, you know, because I heard the new singles you've been dropping periodically, and it's like, yo, every single one does not hit, does not miss. You know what I'm saying? It's a dope. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all sharing it. I've been he reckless been sending me the YouTube links when y'all did it. I was like, oh shoot, what's up? I appreciate the airplay. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, You actually described yourself as an electric genre blending rapper. Do you want to expand a little on that? You know what I mean? Yeah, let's get those genres. Shoot, man. I feel like I, I definitely I definitely grew up in like underground hip hop. So like bars and, you know, talking about the state of the world and my life in that format is just something that I it's just embedded in, in me. So I will always have that. But I, I definitely feel like all the influences in my life um, have have boiled down to my product now. And, you know, I loved oldies in high school mm. and I love nineties R and B. That might be my favorite t- style of music of all time. That's one genre. That's one like, like type of music that we damn near do not have anymore. Mm. <laughs> and it's a shame because that shit was powerful. Like that shit was str- like yeah. very powerful. And even to the point where like, Music reaching those points of like happy or even sad just don't like people aren't trying to reach those heights, bro. Like that's why people, you know, that people can. Oh, I'm starstruck, but people don't pass out in crowds no more. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's wild, man. And uh, I just feel like that genre is was just all about having a good time. Yeah, and, you know, all the songs are like, you know, it, maybe it's like, and maybe that era that I really love is more of a blend of like R and B, hip hop. Mm. style uh but it's all about having a good time it's about love and you know it makes you move it's like an undeniable booty shaking genre and so like those style of melodies those style of like pop r&b melodies that were the thing back then i definitely have a blend of that in my writing you know definitely oldies songs really descriptive stuff like i have this whole um other alias that I'm working on where it's all like Frank Sinatra, like mm. style music, and I'm singing in that voice. So it's hella, I know that sounds hella random, but um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I'm definitely all over a place. And I think uh, eclectic is probably, uh, it's probably a um, generous word for sure for me, but it is a, uh, it's, it's definitely telling that I'm like 
blending a lot of things together. Mm. That's hella cool, bro. I mean, it's because it's cool to just like always experiment because people like to stay in one thing. I think that works. It worked last time. I'm going to just keep going no matter how. If it gets stale or bland, it's safe. You know what I mean? You right. decided, like, I'm just plunging and make this an identity of trying out different shit, incorporating yeah. stuff. It's cool. Yeah. That, that kind of mentality is dope too because like if you're always willing to take risks, then you're it's endless for you because you're going to get better at it eventually. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you are, you just get better. You learn more and it just keeps getting to that point where it's like, it's endless. You know what I'm saying? And if you keep taking risks, all you're doing is adding more weapons to your bag. You know what I'm saying? You're just making yourself dangerous in these music streets. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's like, you know, my intention as an artist is not to just be, just be one thing. You know, I I read somewhere that Jay-Z told Kendrick Lamar to, drop to pimp a, to pimp a butterfly like right after good kid mad city uh because because they're such different albums but jay-z was like yeah good drop it so they don't box you in and they don't see yeah. you and let you just be that one thing and now like that's a, a really telling fact because you know you look at the album that kendrick just dropped which is so not good kid mad city it's yeah personal even Dam damn is not either of those previous two albums. It's yeah. not to a butterfly. It's not good kid, Mad city, but th that's like one of his biggest successes is damn. Yeah. And his new album, which in all that allowed him to do that now because he wasn't like afraid to take that risk or, you know, stay safe or, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't just, uh, I couldn't just rap over boom, bad beeps, the boom, bad beats the rest of my life. I just couldn't, you know, like there's, there's too much to tell. Yeah, yeah there's you wouldn't have gotten those songs you made if you did that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there's too much to it because it's like if if I it's like if you gotta single yourself out to only rap over one type of thing, does that mean you gotta only listen to that one type? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it's like no, it's like that's what I always tell. Like, I'll tell Reckless and I'm like, yo, I listen to so much music, like outside of the shit that we, we review for the page. I listen to so many genres of music, so I can't just make one type of music. I got so many ideas just from the experiences that I have with all these other things. So it's like, what's the point of boxing yourself in? Like, especially if you're not tied to a label, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially if they're not forcing you or like paying you to do that. What's the point? Like if you're an independent artist, why chase that one sound just to, you know, automatically box yourself in you know what i'm saying because you're immediately telling a label or your fan base and stuff like this is all i got right i think from a business perspective too uh like i, I guess like the contrast or the the devil is sword about kind of you know being multi-genre or genreless mm. is there is a with a lot of artists there already there's always like a sound that people really liked yeah. and so from a business standpoint why not double down on that sound if yeah. people really love or enjoy it. I yeah. think it's just the way that we transition that product or like what keeps, what makes a Drake album so, so unique, but still similar every single time. And yeah. like Drake has a great formula of doing like pop dance, dance hall hits. Yeah. But then he, then he'll bar out on like a song for three minutes at the end of it. it up there, like on every project, he'll give you one of everything. Right. And but so he's not a way to preserve. Yeah, he's he's one of those artists that there's a reason he's been relevant for over a decade, you know, for like two generations of music easily. It's because he's smart. But like then there's the artist like Tyler, the creator, who essentially has reinvented himself every two projects. Yeah. yeah. And it's worked. 
<laughs> absolutely and, yeah, and it's worked and it hasn't you know alienated his fans too much it hasn't upset too many people and it, it, it almost seems like every time he does do it 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 becomes better you know what i'm saying like each yeah. is, you know and whether you like it or not but like just you know critically it it just chops the other one like this most recent one just went crazy you know and i thought igor i'm like man igor was different and that did numbers this one's doing numbers and it's just like you know, it's, 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 that's the game though. That's part of the game. You know, right. you don't know where to go, but it's like, you still can try those things. Like there's, there's room for that. You don't have to, cause like Jada kiss is never going to win the awards that Tyler, the creator has done. Mm-hmm. And you can argue he's a better rapper all day long. Everybody loves Jada, really? kiss, but he's always going to be Jada kiss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, it's just a different, and Tyler is one of those like special, you know, people who can, who does it all and is always thinking to the creative maximum. Like he's definitely, he definitely started and presented himself as like a hip hop artist, but he quickly like changed and was like, Oh no, there's no rules to what I'm doing. I'm just creating. Yeah. He put out a Christmas instrumental, uh, instrumental tape. Like he could do whatever he wants. You can't tell him shit. And, but that he's also one of those like evolved, like hybrid artists where, he produces, he, you know, he does it all. He does they it all. The same. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. Like, it's awesome to see that. Like Mac Miller was one of those artists too, that right. they, he was one of those ones, you know, he had the Larry Fisherman stuff he was producing and rapping and he was just elevating, you know what I'm saying? Like rest in peace, but it was like, he was elevating and that new brand of those type of artists, those artists will last forever. And it's like, that's the yeah. kind of, to, Roping my I'm always gonna talk about the mainstream stuff, but like those are the type of artists that I think the mainstream dudes should really pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They should focus on them, like not necessarily like, oh, this guy is a hit. I need to make this hit a thousand times until one of them sticks. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know who's like a, a great like Tyler Creator looked up to Pharrell and Chad Hugo of Neptunes. Yeah. And so, like, you can totally see where his influence and where his course of his career has gone. And it's really followed that, like, that Pharrell-like role. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, look at Pharrell. Like, I remember back in the day, like, when I was young, it's like, man, this dude Pharrell with these beats and these crazy hooks. Yeah. And now I think of Pharrell. And I'm like, oh, that smash hit song from Despicable Me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, that's exactly. wrong. Is is on commercial like it's it's mo- it's a monster hit like that song mm-hmm. is on everything you know yeah it's just mm-hmm. like yeah that that kind of evolution like Pharrell can't put him in a box yeah <laughs> sad man right there man he you know you wouldn't even know that he produced some like huge hits too huge. because his his individual career is like is already outshining that other side of him oh yeah he's he's big he's big enough to the point where he's bigger than his name. Like, he, you know what I'm saying? And that's, like, that, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Much love to Pharrell, man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things I, I admire about you as an artist is your ability to perform the really dope live show. I remember when I first saw you open up for the watershed hella years ago and shit. That was a oh, great show. Sure. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been in your music for a while, bro. Uh, and like the last time I saw you was an incredible performance too, opening up for Kali Bud. So like, uh, what's been your favorite person to open up for? And what's, what do you like the most about performing? Man, that's a that's a good question. I feel like uh, 
favorite person to open up for. I'll get to that one, but I think my I gotta think about that for a second. But I did love that Kali Bud show. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, the thing I love about performing, and I think uh, what made me a, a, a good solid performer was uh, I used to do Warp Tour. I got put on for the first time doing Warp Tour, and Warp Tour is not a hip hop stage. It's not all. Cali yeah. gets the better warp tours. I'm from New York and I'm a I'm a diehard punk. I'm an old school punk fan. And I oh, and every time, you know, we get the New York ones, it's like, oh, we got all these emo. It was always on Long Island. We got a lot of emo bands. We got this pop punk bands, but like Cali always had like the real punk bands, like descendants yeah. and like bad religion and shit. And I'm like, damn, I need to go to Cali for one of these. But. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- we used to do that Jones beach a couple years. We did it at Jones beach a couple years out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know, the, like the context of Warped Tour is just like, again, it's like, so not hip hop, yeah. but like occasionally they'll have like, uh, performers, they'll have like a stage that's like EDM in like their later years. It was like EDM. They'll have like a rapper or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was put on this little small stage that performed next to like the 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 off genres, um, mm. like EDM, and like their if they had a hip hop artist, I was next to that stage, and we had a little tent next to that stage. So during the changeovers, so um, I guess for example, they had w- Watsky and Wax. I don't know if you guys have heard of, I know heard of but Watsky and Wax were on that stage next to me one of those years, and so during their changeovers, it's just like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. our little stage would perform in that 15 minutes and try to pull the crowd yeah, yeah. <laughs> from them. And, um, you know, and that was really difficult because if you weren't, if you weren't a hip hop fan or if you came to see somebody in particular, you know, you're just passing by all these tents. Like yeah. focused. So you had these 15 minutes during this changeover to grab as many people as possible. So you just had to come with it off of the, yeah, off of the bat. And if you didn't, you failed and there's, maybe nobody in front of you. So they get off, you go right away. And my, my mentality and how I learned how to perform was just like, when, as soon as it's my time, I just punch them in the throat. Go after. Yeah. I just got the shit out. Yeah. Flex the talent. I flex my, the skill as much as possible. I'll, I'll double time. I'll come out with high energy. I'll sing. I'll do whatever I can to grab the attention. And so that, that like training ground, sorry about the dog, that, uh, that training ground that, um, you know, sorry guys. Step outside. That's the dogs. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Uh, sorry to switch it up last minute, but that, uh, that training ground that warp tour was for me was a, uh, just taught me how to perform and how to grab people's attention quick and then, uh, you know, keep people engaged. So I guess like where the performance comes in was just that whole experience of having to fight for your audience yeah. and having to, you know, not, not let that moment die where you, uh, you know, make it so you're undeniable. You have to pay attention to, yeah. you know, Oh yeah, man. You got to, cause you, if not, you'll lose a crowd. And once you lose a crowd, it's hard to get that shit back. You know what I'm saying? Cause they turn against you and then you're like, Oh fuck. A five minute set could turn to a 30 minute set. You know, yeah. you're like, fuck. 
still here. <laughs> yeah, at a festival, at a festival, people are all over the fucking place. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're like, who's on? What's going on? I got to look yeah. at the app. Who's on? Like, what's happening? I got to get food. I got to go to the bathroom. There's a line. Like, it's ma- it's madness. So mm. that mentality, that's a great way to start it. I mean, that's a great way to fucking just dive in. Yeah. And, you know, especially when people have paid money to see a specific mm. artist or a set of artists. So if yeah, why, why do they want to see you? Exactly. They ain't there to see some random rapper in front of a tent, you know, or some random guy rapping in front of like a tent, small, no name stage. So if you are able to grab their attention, it was kind of like a big deal, you know, because I was like, dang, like I'm I was able to take somebody's moment, even if it was just like five to 10 minutes. You know, that was our set was like 10 to 15. (laughs) So, yeah, man, like that's that's where I learned how to perform. And I think my favorite uh, person I ever opened up for um, I, you know, I had a great time when I was younger opening up for Zion. I, oh, no. and, uh, you know, rest in peace, Zumbie. I'm sorry, guys. I got a plane going over me. <laughs> we can hear you clear. Yeah, we can hear you though. It's like, <laughs> great. This is hey, that new MacBook Pro, man, is coming in. It's oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that was one of my favorite shows I ever did was opening up for Zion I and what made it real special. It was at my high school and it was for like a high school hip hop festival that I put on with my teacher who um, was a history teacher, but he was a rapper first. Oh, okay. Before he was, before he was a history teacher and he introduced me into the San Jose scene and just kind of was like my first mentor ever. And so, uh, you know, I think opening for Zion I, and after seeing him live at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz prior to opening up for him, that made it real special. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was a high school show, so it wasn't like the biggest crowd ever. Yeah, it was a special crowd, you know. But it was special <laughs> yeah. because of who it was and, you know, reflecting on it now and how grateful I am for that moment. I'd say see Zion I for yeah, sure. It's a good-ass choice right there to open up for him and shit. Okay. Um, we got two more questions for you, and I'm going to keep you too long and shit, brother. Um, but one of the questions I really like to ask people is, uh, give me your top five favorite rappers of all time. Oh, okay. Uh, favorite rappers and who I think are some of the greatest, for sure, Black Thought from The Roots. Absolutely. He's my favorite rapper of all time. He's a monster. Uh, monster. I think Royce the Five Nine is, is one of my favorite lyricists, too, so I'm going to throw him up there. Um... Black Thought, Royce. Shoot, I'm missing somebody already. He's <laughs> in there for sure for me. Nas is, is in there. You know, I guess when I'm making this list, it's like my favorite and my favorites, you know, not yeah. necessarily declaring who's who's the best or whatever, but uh, Black Thought, Royce, Nas. Uh, I throw one below uh, from binary star in there too, just because I re listened to his, one of his old albums, the sonogram. And I was just like, dang, I, yeah. I can't believe how many times I listened to this over and over and over. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can, I can hear like his sound in my sound now when I rap, when I write, uh, so I'd say one below and then I'd probably do most deaf. Cool. You know, most deaf and you know, most deaf, it was like this, he was like a barrier breaker when I when I l- listened to him. He was able to like sing and project and be oh, hella soulful in unique ways that I haven't heard other people be. No one sounds like him still. No one sounds no. like him. No. And when he did bar out, he barred out and it was sick as fuck. And it was just so original. So I'd, I have to say those top five. And I think if I extended that top five to a mm-hmm. 10, I got, I definitely have Kendrick Cole, Drake in there. 
And um, shoot, that might be my list for right now. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a mortal technique in there too. That's what's up. <laughs> and uh, blue, blue from Blue and Exile. That yo, blue that, is a uh, problem. Below the Heavens album was was super influential and just one of my favorites ever. Okay. That's a solid ass list, bro. You know, the first list we have that actually includes Drake, too. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Um, so lastly, what's next for Amplify, bro? What's the next? Uh, you probably already mentioned it, but I see you've been working with, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Biggs, man. I see you doing a lot of music with him. You know, what's next for you, though? Man, I think next for me is, you know, I've been, uh, I've been tour managing the Expendables, and I've been building, like, this learning learning on the business side of things and building my network and and the people i know and making music quietly in the background but my next feat this year is to put out a put out put out an album i got some dope features on it um and to start touring regularly and doing my own my own shows i'm trying to continue to open up for for cats locally in san francisco berkeley santa cruz Mm-hmm. And you know, build that name up, get to ten thousand monthly listeners here, mm-hmm. eventually get to a hundred in the next year year or so. But really, to just put out music and volume, like I have been, like I started the year with a song every two weeks, and mm-hmm. geez, man, like the love was is was real, and it continues to be real. So I want to continue to foster the people who who are showing love, and um, who are just riding with me, like. Whether I dropped an album four years ago or if I'm dropping a single now, there's just folks that are just like, yo, when are you coming out? When are you doing the next thing? When are you playing a show out here and touring across the country again? So the next move for me is to drop a project and then get back on the road with uh, some of my bigger, bigger name friends that are, you know, that believe in me. That's what's up, man. We're looking forward to seeing all that music, uh, seeing you on tour again, because I know I'm going to be out there, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, my dude. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, man. I'm super excited. I'm definitely excited to check it out. Like, hey, man, it's a dope interview, man. This is something like, this is what makes me want to listen to artists more. You know, it's like, yo, I just learned something about this dude. Cool dude. So now I want to check it out for sure, you know? I appreciate that, man. And thank you for having me on. And I no doubt. appreciate all the questions. Sorry if I'm long-winded. not at all not at all man this is the platform for it man i rant a lot it's good to have people who actually interact and want to talk about music because that's the point Mm -hmm. you want to hear about your side your story and your passion for it so that's always going to be dope for us Mm -hmm. so to close it out let people know where to find your stuff yeah man at stay amplified is my tag on instagram twitter facebook wherever you're at and then uh, if you want to find any of my music, you can find me amplified with the dot at the end. And I'm working on changing the dot. <laughs> <laughs> changing the dot. You know, we make mistakes when we're young. You know what I'm hey, saying? We all do. Yeah, we all do. And, but yeah, amplif- at Stay Amplified for everything. Stayamplified.com. That's the easiest way to find anything mm-hmm. that's amplified. So there you go. Stayamplified.com. Solid, solid, man. Yo, again, this was super dope, man. We appreciate you coming and chopping it up with us, man. And appreciate everybody that was here chopping it up. We got some people jumping in in the comments. Had LI on the rise, my boy Kyle Knapp. But again, yo, keep in touch with us, man. Let us know when the new stuff's coming out. We get some reviews rocking and all that good stuff, man. Sounds great, man. I'll share it with y'all as soon as possible. Thanks. Thanks, Peace out, peoples.